Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Network. Welcome in, everybody, to the early line. We are live right here on SportsGrid on this Tuesday morning. I am Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. Donnie, how are we feeling? Feeling good this morning on a Tuesday. Light Major League Baseball card last night, Kevin, but I did wake up today to see a FanDuel odds boost come to roost here with the San Diego Padres needing to win the game and also eight or more runs in that game. Looks like we needed a little bit of late fireworks to happen in the eighth inning, but it happened, so big smile on Donnie's face today for a Tuesday. Waking up, wilding a little bit fatter. What more could you ask for? Let's start things off here in the NFL with our 7-7 seven and seven top headlines. Michael Thomas versus the New Orleans Saints. Things getting really interesting between New Orleans and their star wide receiver. Michael Thomas sending out a tweet yesterday saying they tried to damage your reputation. You save theirs by not telling your side of the story. Reporting now at this point, Donnie, saying a trade from Michael Thomas is inevitable. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if it is inevitable, Kevin, because as we know, it's not easy just to trade guys with mega contracts and the salary cap implications from both sides, from the Saints and the new football team that he's going to go to. Once everybody already has their, you know, let's just say your payroll intact for 2021, you know where you stand. Most people don't have that much money to take on a salary this big for Michael Thomas. But I think this stems a lot further back, Kevin. Reading the tea leaves, as we like to say in this one, star wide receiver is certainly not happy, and also organization not happy with star wide receiver. If you think the Michael Thomas situation is bad and interesting, we go over to Houston. Deshaun Watson back at practice after five days off. This continues to be one of the weirder things that I can remember. He just keeps showing up. I... I honestly don't know if it's because he needs to make sure he saves as much money as possible because he doesn't know what the future holds. But Watson was back at Houston Texans practice yesterday, Donnie. Yeah, I guess it was good to see if you were a Texans fan after a week off of, hey, my ankle hurts, my foot hurts. We knew what that was. Try to see if we can maybe buy some time here so we can work some trade options or maybe get some clarification on the legal issues that Deshaun Watson is having off, Kevin, of the football field. But... Hey, just seeing him back in pads, and then all of a sudden one of the more prominent beat writers for the Houston Texans sends out a tweet yesterday that just says, he's never going to play a snap for the Houston Texans. So often running here into the 2021 season as we're waiting for a lot of things to happen, and boy, would it be an awkward situation if he is the backup quarterback or third-string quarterback inactive week one of the NFL season when they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just walking around the sideline. What an absolute bizarre world that would be. The New York Giants, though, did get some good news. Saquon Barkley off of the pup list and is hopeful now, Donnie, that he will be available for this team week one. 
Yeah, I know they have some joint practices coming up with the Cleveland Browns, so they sort of wanted to get him back into the flow. I did see Joe Judge say he's going to do a lot of work on the side, not really get involved too much in 11-on-11s because you don't want to get your star running back banged up before the regular season starts. It's about time that he's back in the fold. I guess, you know, an athlete knows his body better than anybody else, and they did take a lot of precaution with getting him back from this ACL injury. We'll see how it turns out because if the Giants are going anywhere, they need a big effort this year from Saquon Barkley. They certainly do. Some positive news for New York sports. We'll talk about the Yankees in just a moment. But first, let's welcome the radio audience into the fold here. We appreciate everybody that is listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. All of our radio affiliates out there. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on a Tuesday morning. And Donnie, the Yankees injury list continues to pile up between COVID and now Glaber Torres because he slid into... An empty second base where there was no throw down. He's going to miss 10 to 20 days. Exactly. You know, you go ahead for a slide in the second base for no reason. You're asking for some trouble with your hands and your fingers. And, of course, we did get into some trouble here with Glaber Torres' hand and fingers as he heads to the I.L., and I guess when you're saying it couldn't come at a worse time, it just seems like every single day the New York Yankees are putting somebody either on the COVID list or the IL. Not the time to do it when you're looking to make a charge up the standings, possibly win the AL East, but more likely trying to head for a wild card position. We got some fireworks last night that maybe lessen the blow of all these injuries. A Yankees win last night in Kansas City in extras. What a delightful scene that was, a game that I was positive they were going to lose no less than 1,000 times. And, Donnie, you mentioned it was a light baseball board yesterday, but not light on runs. Four games, four overs during yesterday's Major League Baseball board. Yeah, it was interesting to watch it play out because, as you know, Kevin, both you and myself, we like to cheer on runs, and I'm a team total over as backers. Started there early with Cleveland and Cincinnati going over their number. Then the Chicago White Sox didn't need any help from the Minnesota Twins, but also taking a look at the two late games. Stone cold unders late in those games, as we like to say it. And, boy, do we get some late-inning magic in both of those, pushing those over to tumble. 14 runs there in the Yankees game and 11 runs out there in San Diego, boosted by a six-run eighth inning in San Diego. Like to see it. As Donnie likes it, 1-1 becomes 2-2, becomes 3-3, becomes 8-6. Yanks, how about Luca? Breaks the bank, a record-breaking contract extension for Luka Doncic and the Mavericks superstar. Yeah, it's a, this is a good one here because it's a $200 million contract, and look how young he is. How many $200 million-plus contracts <laughs> is Luka Doncic <laughs> going to sign before he retires? My goodness. Good for the young kid there signing that monster deal, and maybe Dallas on its way up here with an MVP candidate. $300 million contract, anybody? At some point, it probably will happen. Last headline here yesterday, NBA Summer League action. Jalen Suggs made his debut for the Orlando Magic. 24 points, 9 rebounds, tremendous stuff from him. We take our first break here on the early line. We'll come on back and talk about Michael Thomas and the Saints. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
All right, we're right back here on Sports Grid. Michael Thomas versus the Saints. This is where we are right now. A real massive turnaround when you consider not all that long ago, 2019, 149 receptions, nine touchdowns, 1,700 receiving yards, a legendary season for Michael Thomas. And now these two organizations are completely split. To really make sure that you tell the full story here, obviously Michael Thomas's cryptic tweet yesterday is what I think put this into another stratosphere, Donnie. But it really all starts with an ankle injury that he picked up week one of last NFL season that he never really was able to fully fix. They wanted him to have surgery on. He tried to rehab it. It didn't work out. Recently had to go in for surgery, and it could very well cost him a significant chunk of this upcoming season. And it certainly will. And the, the shame of it all is, you know, a lot of us play DFS and fantasy football. So if you're playing daily, all right, maybe you picked them week one, you didn't pick them up again. But if you got them for a season-long fantasy season, that was a tough pill to swallow, getting a high ankle sprain in week one. But we knew Michael Thomas wasn't right the entire season. And here's where the crux of the argument comes in, because it's up to the medical staff and the player to get on the same page of what works best for both the player and also the team. Keep in mind, this isn't Michael Thomas making a half million dollars a year and, hey, you know, we'll see you when we see you and you might not make the team next year. This is your all-pro player that when he is right, that offense is right. So at the end of the season, from the Saints' perspective now, because that's really the only side that we've seen, hey, look, this isn't right. You tried to gut it out during the season. We commend you for that effort. But the minute the season is over, we're going to get consultations lined up one after another, and it looks like surgery is going to be the best avenue for you to get back on the field where you're healthy and we can compete in the 2021 season. Well, it seems like some of the wires were crossed here, Kevin, because now what we're getting a lot out of, you know, the back channeling. Well, we tried to reach out multiple times in the offseason. How's the ankle? How's it going? Are we getting surgery and not hearing back? And then all of a sudden we're led to believe that Michael Thomas shows up at OTAs like, hey, my ankle, I can't do this anymore. I need to get surgery. Meanwhile, if that surgery would have taken place in February, he would be back for the start of training camp, Kevin. And now we're looking at possibly a pup, which is going to go on seven weeks for the season he is going to miss. That is your second best offensive weapon, maybe your best. I mean, Abu Kamar, so they're going to have some words with that argument. But having looked at the situation in the offseason, it's all the Saints telling the story. And unless you get your side, which, Kevin, I ask you this question. What side of the story could we possibly be missing for Michael Thomas? Is it A, hey, I did everything right. They told me no surgery. They told me to rehab and see what happens by June, and then we'll get the surgery. But from a Saints perspective, it looks like they're like, hey, we wanted surgery early, and now he's going to miss seven weeks, and we still have to pay this guy on a monster contract. Which way do you see it right now, Kevin, here? So I think when you consider, right, how odd this all is that Michael Thomas didn't get the surgery. When you try and remember during this season, right, Donnie, the reports that we got week after week after week was that he was trying to play. Like, they were like, I think we're going to have to put him on the IR just so he will stop, yeah. like, trying to come out here. Like, it's week three, the guy's ankle doesn't work, right? So I feel like Michael Thomas would want to play. I don't think he would want to make a decision, Donnie, that would damage him. And at the end of the day, the best we can do with a cryptic tweet is he's obviously now going to look to get his side of the story out there. It feels as if there is some miscommunication or even mishandling of the Michael Thomas situation from the Saints medical staff, whether that be clearing him during the season when they shouldn't have whether that be maybe they should have had him get surgery week one when he was injured against the Bucks. Here's the other thing, too, Donnie. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know how many people remember this, but when he picked this injury up was in the final two minutes of a game because Sean Payton was running up the score on Tom Brady and the Bucks week one. How'd that go? Bucks win the Super Bowl. Sean Payton now doesn't have basically Michael Thomas at his disposal. So, I don't think this is black and white here. I don't think I'm Team Saints. I don't think I'm Team Michael Thomas. I, I think there's a lot more to this, Donnie, and that's why I think this is so relevant because you have now the Saints side saying, this is on him. He didn't want to get the surgery, and it's his fault that we're going to be without him for at least half of our upcoming season. And Michael Thomas is like, it's my fault. 
well, listen, you did X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And that's why, Donnie, the new report that's saying the trade is inevitable, hard not to think that there's some absolute validity to that type of situation. It should be interesting to see it play out because, again, it's, it's not just like you're playing Madden on the TV, you just make a trade for like a third-round draft pick. I mean, you're talking about a mega contract that has to get moved. And, again, mm-hmm. once you're heading into training camp in the regular season, most teams have maxed out their salary cap for that season where you can't just take on maybe a 20 to $25 million cap hit. And also keep in mind, when you make those trades, we saw it here just in Philadelphia a short while ago with Carson Wentz. Just because you paid the guy and paid him a lot of money up front, you can't just trade him and get out from the dead cap hit so the new orleans saints already up against the cap are going to take a massive dead cap to move one of their best football players mid-season and cause this drama i don't see that happening both of these sides have to make it happen because when you look take a look at michael thomas's career 92 catches as a rookie 104 his second year 125 the next year 149 for 1725 yards you know who would like him back this year Taysom Hill and Jamie Swinson. It's nice to have a guy that's mm, wide open mm. on every single play. We try to equate this to different sports. Just take a look at Kawhi Leonard from San Antonio. It only takes your superstar to get some information from the team doctors. And if it doesn't work out, he says, I want to take a second opinion outside the organization. Then you ruffle the organization's feathers and do that. Or you could take a look at another NBA scenario, which seemingly happened every single year. Shaquille O'Neal would need an operation, whether it be on his pinky, on his toe, or on his ankle, just to clean out some stuff. And Shaq would tell the Lakers, hey, I'm enjoying my summer. There's nothing you could do about it. I'll get this surgery when we're in training camp so I don't have to practice, and I'll see you guys in December. Won't superstars rule the league in the NBA? They can get away with that stuff. But for an NFL season that now is only 17 weeks, and you're missing your star wide receiver for seven weeks, Kevin, and that's not even to say that he comes back 100% healthy like he's the old Michael Thomas. You're just hoping to get him back, and he can Mm -hmm. perform at that point. The Saints' win total is a flat nine, minus 115 juice to the over. They are a plus 110 on the yes to make the playoffs. And Michael Thomas not being around or even on the roster is not good. If you look at the wide receiver room, Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, Chris Hogan. I mean, that. and, and by the way, Drew Brees is now gone, right? Like, that's concerning. I mean, you want to start lining up those Sean Payton 21-1 to Coach of the Year tickets, let Michael Thomas not be around, and all of a sudden you might have a little bit of juice there. We don't have odds to an offensive player of the year, but if we did, AK-41 would be certainly getting a look here as well. The interesting thing, Donnie, is if this ends up, because we see this all the time in sports, this starts to get a little bit of a spin. We start to hear Michael Thomas head case, Michael Thomas head case, and this guy's going to be had for, I mean, Julio just went for a second. I mean, if Michael Thomas injured and with a bad reputation, you're talking about legitimate contenders that will possibly be able to add this guy for a fourth-round draft pick? That will change futures odds drastically. No, and you're looking at teams like who would want him, right? You know, the Raiders always, you know, a guy with a little bit of a head case issue. And that's, it might not even be fair to say, because sometimes the superstar athletes, you're going to get your feathers ruffled. Like, you don't really hear much out of Michael Thomas other than, oh, no, here comes a surgery. He's going to miss a lot of time. And then right away from training camp and the press conferences, it was just the Northern Saints coaches one after another. Hey, you know, we should have avoided this. This could have been avoided, which is key for the player didn't pick mm-hmm. up the phone or listen to us in the offseason and thought he knew better than our medical staff i doubt he's going to be able to move one because he's injured and two just that massive contract and three kevin we don't know if we're getting that michael thomas of 150 catches possibly for a season back in week seven or week eight right off the bat maybe he has to learn a new system kevin maybe it takes him up to week 12 before he even has his footing who's going to trade for that with that big cap hit i'll tell you this one team that would at least be smart to look into it the baltimore ravens Unless you want to spend Lamar's whole career not giving him wide receivers, that's certainly an option as well. Although there's certainly some interesting news around Lamar. We'll continue with NFL news and notes next here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. Kevin Walsh from Donnie right side with you. Continuing with some big NFL news and notes. We just mentioned Lamar Jackson. And look, we have to bring it up. This stuff is very relevant, especially when we're talking futures markets, season-long situations here. Lamar Jackson returning from the COVID list. Reporters are very straightforward. Ask him about the vaccination. Lamar says, I'll you know, have to look into it. I'm going to keep learning about this situation. Multiple battles with COVID for Lamar Jackson, it doesn't seem like him getting the vaccine is around the corner. You have to factor that in when we're talking about his season-long passing prop, season-long rushing prop, odds on the Baltimore Ravens as the favorites to win the AFC North. And I'll also add in here, Donnie, I don't know if it maybe plays a little bit into the fact that Josh Allen's already been paid tremendous money. And hey, the Ravens keep saying, ah, we're... We're not in a rush here to sort everything out when it comes to Lamar. We'll we'll handle it. Yeah, these are interesting times here that we're dealing with because we're also taking a look at Lamar Jackson, who's unvaccinated, got COVID last year, and got it again this year. So when you're taking a look at, hey, once you get COVID, you get the antibodies. And keep in mind, I'm, I'm no doctor here. Just reading what was been said in the past, if you get it, there's a less chance that you can get it again because your body builds up the antibodies. Now, he doesn't have the vaccine, so... Can he still be a carrier? I mean, we don't know any of that or how that even is going to translate and how many times COVID has transformed over. But looking at the season itself, you're right. So if you're looking to invest big-time money in a quarterback who is a big-time player like Lamar Jackson, is, it's no question in my mind, Kevin, he is going to get the contract. But maybe from a Boston or excuse me, from a Baltimore Ravens standpoint here, if he does get the vaccination, does that grease the wheels here on easier to make a contract deal with him? Or do you look at it, Kevin, from the opposite side? He contacted COVID early here in training camp. There's probably a good chance that he's not going to get it the, reg- the rest of the regular season. But it's a good thing that he got it out of the way here, and now the Ravens can give him a deal. It's just such an odd thing to come up, Kevin, because as we learn more and more about the pandemic, you know, new surprises come up. Hey, you already got it. Wait, he got it again. Can he get it again in October, November, if it does resurface itself? It's such an interesting situation for such a dynamic player. Now, we don't know the intricacies and how he had to battle the virus, if it had any symptoms to him or he's just asymptomatic. We don't know that. But every time Lamar Jackson takes in front of the camera, he's always happy-go-lucky. Looks like he's in great, you know, great state of mind. Can't wait to play football. The contract will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of parameters now in place, Kevin, because we're not talking about, hey, it's the fifth year we're going to activate where he makes $18 million, but we have no restrictions on him once that ends. You're talking about a $200 million plus commitment on Lamar yeah. Jackson that's now in the balance here. And quite frankly, both sides probably want to get this done before week one so you don't have those distractions in the 2021 season. 100%. The interesting thing, though, Donnie, and I, and I understand what you're saying, right? You this idea, you got it once, you can't get it again. Lamar had it last year. That's why we had a Pittsburgh Steelers game quarterbacked by Robert Griffin III and Trace McSorley that happened on a Wednesday. No, yeah, like it happened a Wednesday. And then they played the Cowboys next Tuesday. I mean, just like wildness there. And I think the reality of this situation is, 
uh, look, I don't think anybody is over the moon to be talking about this stuff here, but if you're getting involved in the futures market, you might legitimately need to know vaccination rates of teams and maybe specifically vaccination status of a quarterback here. It just, it feels like the same level of relevancy as, you know, all these other injuries that we're often talking about here. And speaking of injuries, Saquon Barkley, off the pup. You know, Donnie, I, I go back and forth on this. I feel better. I'm hopeful for week one. You know, we always want honesty from our athletes. And then sometimes we get it and we're like, ah, oh, boy. I mean, how about you just, just tell me you're going to be ready, Saquon. But he's being honest. But, Donnie, again, then I'm not sure Saquon plays week one. And if you don't play week one, well, then maybe you don't play week two. And then, you know, things can snowball in that way how do you feel about though i would say at least the most positive update that we've been given on saquon in a while that he is now off the pup list yes because it's not bad news right it's not a setback he didn't have where hey we're going to push this one back and see if he can be ready for game one two or three whereas he can be on the practice field finally so you're getting that bit of good news out of saquon barkley but you are correct here how many times do we see from athletes and it's almost it's psychological more than actually what's taking place with the medical prognosis and how he's doing through uh, you know rehabs how many times do you see this? A, the surgery, never saw surgery go better. I mean, this is the, the doctor says this is the best surgery I ever performed. Hmm. Two weeks into it, you know, of an ACL injury, this guy looks like he's already walking on a treadmill. I, I've never seen this before. And then you get the athlete on the interview in the offseason. Doc says I'm a month ahead of my, you know, pace right now where I should be at. We hear that time and time again. So you're just like, hey, you know, it's coach speak and, you know, player speak. No, that's not correct. So now we have an athlete that goes, hey, you know what? I'm not rushing this here. My body's going to tell me when I'm ready. And, you know, if you are a Giants fan or worried about betting the Giants, like, give me something here. You can't tell me this. I'm supposed to hear from you. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be ready week one, and I can't wait to get my full workload. But Saquon Barkley is telling everybody that will listen, hey, when are you coming back? I don't know. Are you going to be ready for week one? I don't know that either. So if I'm looking and saying, you know, maybe this athlete is taking the reverse approach where he's going to surprise everybody week yeah. one, or if you're looking at a rushing proper, how involved he is in the offense, does Joe Judge and this organization behind the scenes say, hey, here's the what we're going to do this year. We are going to slowly work him in because if we have a good football team, Kevin, and we're heading towards a chance at the playoffs, we'll increase his workload in weeks 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, as opposed to saying, hey, Saquon, week two, show me what you got with these 30 carries out here. It's very interesting, mm -hmm. and it's us gamblers. We're trying to get ahead of the information, but Saquon just says, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So for me, I don't know, Kevin. And I think the second part of that, Donnie, is maybe the most important part. Like, Saquon's out there week one. Boom, all right, we're ready to go. 15 carries. Wait a second now? That's not what I said. Way too much Devonta Booker, Corey Clement out there. Plus, look, this team brings in Kenny Galladay. Spend a first-round draft choice on wide receiver and Kadarius Toney out of Florida. And that's why the Giants are an interesting team. Plus 390 to win the NFC East. And that's why some people are interested in in this football team because the one thing they have done donnie is they have said hey daniel jones we're gonna find out at the end of the year because unless every single player on this team gets hurt you have what it takes to go out there and perform from kenny galladay to evan ingram to sterling shepherd to saquon barkley you have the pieces you need to perform. And that's exactly what they should do. Because the one thing, Donnie, I think when you look at what Josh Allen did last year, he went from the least accurate quarterback in the league, which anybody outside of Buffalo will admit, to a, to a top three MVP. Now, I'm not telling you that's what Daniel Jones is going to do, but if he can, I don't know, not turn the ball over twice every single game he starts and go out there and put up some legitimate numbers, it's a massive boost for this Giants team. And plus, you know, 390 to win the NFC East would all of a sudden feel like a tremendous number. No, and I hear you on that. I'm not all that high on the Giants, but I did like the moves they made from a skill position standpoint because you are correct. You need to find out what you have in Daniel Jones before his agent starts knocking on Dave Gettleman's door and says, hey, how about our $200 million extension that because just because maybe he doesn't deserve it, but you're the next quarterback in line and you are starting the NFL, you're not going to sign a two-year deal for $13 million. That's not what happens in the NFL. The only issue I have with the Giants coming into the season, I think their defense will be okay. I like their wide receiver. 
receivers. If Saquon Barkley is healthy, he's an elite athlete that can certainly help that offense. But it's the downfall of the Giants this year, probably in 2021, is going to be that offensive line. So when you're trying to get a true read on how good Saquon Barkley is going to be, is he going to have to pull an old Barry Sanders back in the days from Detroit where it seems like everybody is in the backfield and he had to make seven moves just to gain two yards and say, wow. That was the best two-yard run I've ever seen. He's an amazing athlete. And also Daniel Jones dropping back the pass. How many times have we seen him get hit and fumble the football? Well, if you don't have a great offensive line, you could probably look more into that in 2021, saying a lot more of the same. So when I look at Daniel Jones and try to rate him, if he has a very good year this year, it's because that offensive line held up. But just from looking last year to this year, one of the worst offensive lines in football. And Kevin, we're always taught, where do you win football games? In the Mm -hmm. trenches. Could they be losing before they even take the field just because their offensive line is so porous here? Yeah, always, always an important part. That's why they probably could have, um, you know, maybe stop letting players retire in an ideal world, right? I think that would probably be a little bit of a boost. Let me quickly bring up Deshaun Watson here, Donnie. Back at practice with the Houston Texans. The whole thing's just so bizarre. The whole thing's so bizarre. He doesn't want to be there. They're willing to trade him. I actually had the chance to speak with Adam Kaplan, who's a great job with us here on the network, NFL Insider, uh, when I was jumping in with them on Football Full Circle. He goes, look, here's the reality. They want three first-round picks. They don't want to budge off of three first-round picks. Nobody's willing to pay that with everything that lingers over his head. I mean, they're letting him practice. I think the Houston Texans would like for him to stay. Like, if you're Deshaun Watson and they go, hey, look, we can't figure out the trade. You're allowed to play football. Do you just... Do you just play? No. No, you don't play. Because here's, if you're looking from a front office perspective, Kevin, from the Houston Texans, in an optimum scenario, he doesn't play this year and you keep him. Why? You're going to be a really bad football team. That means you're going to increase your draft capital on your own organization without making a move. So when you're hoping all the legalities clear, because I know that the, you know, depositions are taking place in the fall but the thing here kevin is the sean watson's deposition isn't scheduled to take place till after the nfl season so maybe you get clarity next off season you get the number one overall pick and then looking forward you get another three to four first round picks when the nfl goes okay he settled his debts here we're going to suspend them two games and you're moving forward now you have all that ammunition i don't think there's a big rush kevin for houston to get rid of them because why it's only draft picks at this point it doesn't help you this year keep them and maybe at the end of the season will be worth a lot more once these legal situations have sort of you know worked their way out so really interesting situation one that will continue to follow here certainly it felt like a deal with watson was right around the corner and now everything's really really cold in that situation all right we take a shift here next hot or not on the early line sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
All right, it's hot or not time here on the early line. We'll stick with the NFL. We've got some NBA and Major League Baseball additions as well. But I want to go back to the New Orleans Saints here. And Donnie, Michael Thomas, again, best case scenario, still going to miss a chunk of time. You go through the depth chart. It's going to be some opportunity there for Alvin Kamara in the receiving game, no doubt about it. Hot or not, Donnie, Alvin Kamara will catch 100 passes this season. I'm going to go not on this one, and I love Alvin Kamara. And it makes sense. It's a great question that you posed here because the immediate thoughts were if Michael Thomas isn't catching 149 passes, a lot more passes have to go around because when we're taking a look at over the time that Michael Thomas is catching 125, 149, Evan Kamara is out there steady doing his thing. And I did check his numbers, and I had to do a double take, Kevin, because in 2017, 81 catches. 2018, 81 catches. How about 2019? Yeah, you got it. 81 catches, only to be outdone last year in 2020 with 83 catches. So he's right around the precipice of doing that. But my only question to the New Orleans Saints is, do you want to overload Alvin Kamara? Do you want to wear him out until Michael Thomas actually gets back in week seven or week eight when he's due to come back off the pup list? Can he get 100 catches? Absolutely he can. But from a Saints perspective, do you want him with so many touches that he's going to wear down late in the season? Or do you want to continue him on this trajectory where he's one of the most dominant players in football because he's in that range of, okay, we're going to give him 10 to maybe 12 carries. We're going to throw about maybe 10 targets to him per game. He's going to catch his 80 passes for the season and he'll continue to be a dominant force from week one all the way through to week 17. He has the capabilities, Kevin, for me to catch 100. I just don't think it should be in the Saints' plan to have him catch 100 passes. And think about that. 100 passes out of the backfield? That is pure insanity, but also, Kevin, <laughs> keep in mind, Drew Brees, not the biggest mm. arm, so he was willing and happy to throw those short out passes. Maybe Jameis Winston's like, hey, you know what? I got you in the flat there for five yards, but I'm taking the shot to our new superstar, Callaway, downfield for 50 yards here. He has a chance to get it, but I'm going to go not on this one because I don't think he should be involved that much here where he needs 100 catches. So I think it's hot. And... <laughs> By the way, Taysom Hill might start a quarterback. I don't think he should, but oh. we all know it might happen. We all know it might happen. It's just it's just the reality of the deal here. Look, Donnie, there's very, very few 100 reception seasons at the running back position, right? But the thing is, when you look at the wide receiver, like this is almost even less about what Alvin Kamara is good at. Traquan Smith, look, I don't care how many times they tell you Marquez Calloway is seizing the brass ring. Cut it out, all right? Chris Hogan, like, he's by far and away their best wide receiver, Donnie, to where I actually wonder if, and I think you make a good point, you don't want to be overbearing on the workload here. I think you maybe let Latavius Murray handle a little bit more of the running back, dude. I mean, look, Kamara's going to still carry the rock a ton, right? I I'm not being naive about that but I think you're going to see Alvin Kamara go out there and catch a ton of passes I was hopeful that they would potentially provide some props season long around Kamara in the receiving game they have not the one market Donnie that I legitimately wanted to see what his number would be was most regular season receptions he's not listed in that market and I know obviously if you don't think he's going to get to 100 he would never be able to lead the NFL in receptions I just want to throw this out there the year that Michael Thomas finished with a buck 49 the second leading pass catcher in all of football Christian McCaffrey with 116 I would like a number on Alvin Kamara, is all I'm saying. If you think it's such a long shot, FanDuel, hang it at 100 to 1, take my $10, and then enjoy the 10 bucks. I would like a number on Kamara. Speaking, though, of season-long leaders, season-long rushing leader in terms of rushing yards, Saquon Barkley is 16 to 1 to be the season-long rushing champion. Donnie, hard or not, there's some value on that number. I, I, have to, uh, I love the number 16 to 1, but I have to say not. And just for the simple fact is, Kevin, I don't know what I'm getting out of Saquon Barkley. And if you're, this isn't like to hit his season rushing prop, right? It's not like, hey, to get 1,000 yards or will he get over 900 yards. We could say, you know what, if he starts slow 17 games, if he stays healthy, he'll be able to get that in fairly easily. The thing that we're looking for is to lead the league in rushing. 
So typically with that, Kevin, in a 17-game season, you're probably going to have to approach 16, 17, 1,800 yards, or maybe even more with the extra 17 games. And when I look at some mm-hmm. of the other running backs coming in healthy into the season with a full off season, that doesn't bode well for Saquon because I know he's a talented athlete. I know he has one of the better, you know, work ethics here. You can just see from the pictures where it looks like it's, you know, the incredible Hulk when he's running, when they take a snapshot, like his legs are giant, his thighs, his quads, everything. Now, the interesting part about this heading into it is, again, you're asking for him to lead the league in rushing, which means he's going to be available and rushing at will for 17 weeks in the season. When we know Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, they're all going to be healthy starting the season, entering it in. What would happen if you take this and say, hey, you know what? We're going to ease him back in, being Saquon Barkley over the first four weeks. And as you said, he looks great in the first game. Yeah, but... The Giants have a quote-unquote pitch count for him that says he can't Mm -hmm. have more than 11 carries over the first month of the season to make sure he is healthy. You're not going to be able to win a rushing title doing that unless you're busting 25-yard runs at will. Does he have the capability to do that? Sure, he does. But I have to go not on this one, Kevin, just because I don't know what's going to happen. And if you don't know, I can't bet on it. I agree. Like, is there value? I I actually don't think so. I don't feel like we're really getting that much of a discount here. Donnie, you mean to tell me that if we slapped a full bill of health on Saquon Barkley, he'd be sub 10 to 1? I'm not sure that's true. Uh, with that Giants team, with the amount of weapons that they have, with the question marks that we have around the offensive line. Like, I look at an Ezekiel Elliott at 21 to 1, and I, and I find that to be a little bit more of an interesting number. Perhaps the better question than Donnie is the season-long number on Saquon Barkley. Now, this is a tough one to decipher. 1175 and a half for Saquon. You go through his career. He does have a season where he was able to get over this number. We know the talent at the position. Nobody doubts the talent at the position. His rookie year, 1,300 yards in 16 games. He has a 1,000-yard season in 13 games in his sophomore year. Like, Donnie, you see 11.75 and a half. Does that jump off the page? It does jump off the page because you think he can get it. And also keep in mind there is 17 games. And you are correct here, Kevin. Rookie season, 1,300 yards on the ground. Second season where he missed three games, he ended up with 1,000 yards, actually 1,003. And then obviously last year getting banged up and injured right away, no chance to actually compete. But he's coming back from a torn ACL. I just, I'm looking from guys that are coming back. I know you get a little bit of a discount, but 1,175 to me, Kevin, is a pretty healthy number that says he's going to be mm-hmm. good and very good and also healthy and a available for all 17 weeks with a guy coming back from injury and also looking at the Giants yes you have more weapons on the outside technically that should help you in your running game because the safeties will be back deeper the linebackers will be occupied the play action passing should work which should ease up on the running game but again I can't get over it's hard to lead the league or have great seasons on the ground Kevin when your offensive line is very poor and that's what they have Those lanes aren't there. Remember Emmett Smith running wild in the 90s with the Dallas Cowboys where it seemed like he would take a handoff and not get a finger laid on him until five yards down the field, get tackled, fall over, and he's got eight yards. When you're handing the football off to your superstar running back and immediately has to juke the defensive tackle who blew away the offensive guard, that's always tough to do. Coming back in the season, injuries, not sure if he's going to be fully healthy or full go over the first couple games. I'm going to have to go under on this one as well. So I don't think he's going to be able to hit that number. If he does surprise, if he has a healthy season, can he get it? Absolutely. But right now, from what I'm hearing, I'm not taking overs on Saquon Barkley this year. Yeah, I remember those Emmett games very, very well. Um, But I will say this as it pertains to Saquon. Like, there's so many ways for you to cash that season long under, right? Whether it's just a bad season, injuries, or decreased workload. And all of those are potentially out there when it comes to Saquon Barkley. At times, I get in trouble here because I asked Donnie the same question with different wording during Hot or Not. Hey, you want the Lakers here? Hey, how about the Clippers? What do you think about that? What do you think about uh, Now, it's not my fault. The FanDuel Sportsbook is asking the same question at a different price, but I count to bring it up because there's a FanDuel Sportsbook odds boost, Donnie, at plus 350 on the L.A. Dodgers. So, Hot or Not, there's value on the Dodgers to win the World Series with this FanDuel Sportsbook odds boost of plus 350. 
I guess if we're taking a look at plus money and you're getting a three to one price, I still would say yes. And I can't come off this way, boy, Donnie, we asked you this question fifteen times. You're like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. So just for my <laughs> manhood, I guess I'll continue to answer this question here. I'm going to continue to say yes on the Dodgers because I do think they are the most talented team. Now it's apparent there's a legitimate chance they might not be able to even win the division, therefore thrown into that one game wild card, and anything can happen. But as we're still looking here, you know, we asked a couple months ago, it was plus 400 to plus 500, I believe, right at the, not the trade deadline, but the all-star break. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good price, and I'll take the 5-1. to Because if I think they're going to win the World Series, you're trying to rationalize, Kevin. Like, any plus price makes sense in your mind because you think if they win, I don't want to lay juice on it. Just give me a plus money number, 2, 3, 4, 5-1, to and I'll take it here. I still think the Dodgers overall are the best team if they are healthy. So this repeated question, I'm going to continue, says hot right up until the end of September, early October, when the day after the Dodgers get eliminated, we'll bring up the same topic, but say, Donnie, hot or not, the 2022 World Series champion will be the Dodgers at plus eight to one. And I'm going to go, Kevin, that's absolutely hot. Look, I... The funny thing is, is when there's an odds boost, the answer is almost it has to be yes on there being value because it's where well, you're getting a better number than you're supposed to be. So what I'll tell you is I agree with the I disagree with the initial price, which is why the odds boost doesn't jump off the pitch at me. They can't be three to one if they play in a single game elimination. I'm going to stick to that. Like Don is going to stick to his principle that they're the best team in baseball, no matter how many times the Giants beat them. And I'm going to stick to my principle that the team that so obviously has the most loaded roster with the best run differential and we all know is ready to make a postseason run needs to worry about you, Darvish, and a Fernando Tatis who's not, not even around right now. I'm going to stick to that. Let's uh, get Luka in the mix here, Donnie. A tremendous uh, day for Luka Doncic. Many congratulations wished to him from the Sports Grid family. Uh, throw some money, Luca. Maybe. What are you gonna do? <laughs> At the end of the day, though, Donnie, the question is: Should he be the MVP favorite next season, hot or not? Yes, he should be the MVP favorite, and it's not because he just got a big contract and everybody's excited, but you just see the maturation process of a young superstar and how he's handling his business. Obviously, clearly, one of the more dominant players in the NBA. He is young. He's the next up-and-comer. We like to crown those guys king right away and slap an MVP on him, saying, I told you so. I knew he was going to be this good, but also in the offseason here, taking Slovenia basically on his back in a run through the Olympics, it shows the amount of talent he has and also is willing to take the big step. Stage. Hey, I'm going to put on for my country here. Look around me. Not much, but just lean on me, fellas, and I'm going to lead you to the promised name. If the Dallas Mavericks can ever clear out enough cap space and pair him up with legitimate superstars, there's no question where Luka Doncic can go. So as I'm looking towards next year, as we like to crown the next big thing and don't want to give Giannis another MVP, it's clear to me Doncic is on the way up, and he should be the favorite, Kevin, for me to win MVP next year in the NBA. 100%. And he was the favorite last year. Luka Doncic might go on a run of like five, six, seven seasons of being the preseason MVP favorite, and I'm not sure I'll disagree with it. He has everything. Obviously the talent, obviously the workload that he has to carry for the Dallas Mavericks, and also a little bit of that narrative there. He doesn't need the number one overall seed. He doesn't need the number two overall seed. Gets that Dallas Mavericks team a top four spot, putting up his near 30-point triple-doubles. An MVP is very likely in that guy's future sooner than later. We talk about an MVP candidate maybe, hot or not. We'll talk about it the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. 
coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We just talked a little bit about Luka Doncic's future MVP. Is Ben Simmons a future MVP? I don't know. I won't say no. I'm sure the people of Philadelphia, but I mean, Donnie, there was a video yesterday making the rounds. I, it's, you know, how they do like the the predict the date for for babies. We should have done this on when Ben Simmons' first yeah. three point barrage video would be hitting the streets here. We can roll that footage for folks that are with us on the TV side of things. I mean, Donna, give me the reaction. How sweet does this jumper look? I mean, he's absolutely on fire. Him and Rondo throwing it down. Yeah, now I'm looking at this video, and, you know, we see a lot of stuff from guys on the Internet, like, you know, do you think it's doctor? Do you think it's not? So I'm questioning the fact as I'm watching it right now here on TV where it looks fluid, but the ball does, Kevin, leave the screen, so we don't actually know where it's coming from at this point. So I, I hasten back to Twitter maybe about a week and a half, two weeks ago here. Tom Brady was throwing a football through a jugs machine and had it coming back knowing it was fully doctored. So my question to you, Kevin, is I do think he's going to make a three-pointer this season. But the fact is, is this actually a real video or doctor to make it look like he's really stroking it out there? Listen, Donnie, not only is that a real video, but this guy's going to go out there and hit 40% from beyond the arc next season. I have no doubt in my mind. This is why he drives me crazy, the people of Philadelphia crazy. He can shoot. Like, his shot looks pure. Here, Don, here's a question. Last year, he finished 3 of 10. The year before that, 2 of 7, right? What do you think an over-under on made threes for Ben Simmons next year would be? In Philadelphia, one and a half. Outside of Philadelphia, 75 and a half because he's going to show everybody that he can always shoot and just wanted to do it, you know, in front of another crowd at this point. You know where that's going, Kevin. Absolutely 100%. He should be shooting them, but I think if he leaves Philadelphia, he's going to go bananas from three-point range just to prove a point. I can't wait. You know, he just ends up in Orlando. And he's just a mar. I mean, just transition threes. He's bombing away. Mellow to the dome. Oh, now that would magic Sixers round one playoffs. Give it to me. (laughs) All right, coming back here, hour number two of the early line. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.